morning. Awesome. I want to welcome everybody to church today. Hey, thanks for coming. I want to thank everybody that is watching us online. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you don't know me, my name is Andrew. If this is your first time to church today, come on, it's a good Sunday to be here. Um, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. We're starting a brand new series today called The Curse and the Blessing. And so when you came in today, there was a piece of paper on uh, your chair and a pen. Um, as I'm talking today, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to begin to to speak to you uh, because today is all about the response time. Today uh, we cut the song short in the beginning and we we back ended the service uh, to give opportunity to just really respond to the Holy Spirit today. Um, real real quick uh, reminder: uh, if you park upstairs and you're you're cut, you're going to stay for uh, the barbecue and the family fun day. I want to encourage you to uh, move your car downstairs if you want to help um, set up all of that, or if you want to go home and change and then come back. Everything's going to be done downstairs, and so I just want to remind you of that, all right? Today's going to be a good day today, okay? It's going to be a good day Today, I've been praying uh, all week. Our prayer team has been praying all week today. Uh, I'm believing that God is going to do powerful, powerful things today, just not for a couple people, but for everybody that is here today. It is not by mistake that you're here today. God knew that he wanted you here today, and he's going to speak some powerful, powerful things to us today. Now, I just want to warn you today. Today is a very deep message, okay? We are going to be talking about really spiritual warfare, okay? Curses come from Satan, and blessings come from God, and so we're going to be talking about some deep spiritual truths today. And my hope is today, because really what this message is all about today, it's preparing us for the blessings that God has in store for us for the next couple of weeks. But we got to take care of some business. And today we're, we're getting on the offense. We're going to, many of us, we play defense all week long. But today we're going to take the fight to the devil today. We're going to break some curses uh, uh, that, that we've created in our life that have flowed down generationally, knowing and unknowingly. And we're going to walk out of this place today transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And so I'm going to give us some scriptures. Uh, we're, we're going to build a foundation. I want you to see where curses come from, how they've existed, uh, the choices that we have, the power that Jesus has given us to break them, and how to stay free in that. And we're actually uh, going, my hope is that everyone writes something on the piece of paper and nails it to the cross today. We have extra prayer partners today because I'm just, I'm just warning you today, um, some of you are going to need to uh, process with someone today uh, because God's going to be bringing up stuff that you haven't thought about in a really long time. But today is going to be about freedom. Amen. And then I'm going to end the service today, um, and I'm just going to step into just the, the, the prophetic. And if for some of you, it's going to be a little invasive, okay? I promise you, God has not given me names, um, but he's given me situations and, and um, 
based on the people that are in this room today, God's going to be speaking to you. And listen, the only reason why God's going to speak that to you is because he wants you to know that you're seen today. And no matter what you've gone through in your past, that he was there the whole time. Okay? Come on, let's pray. And we'll get into God's word today. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here and you're living in us. We thank you, God, that you've ordained this moment for your people to get free. Holy Spirit, we, we just, I just need your help today, God. I need your help today. None of me and all of you today, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, <clears throat> amen. and amen. So let's start with the beginning. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in this uh, paradise, this, this utopia, okay? There was, they ran around this paradise naked, and, and Adam had a great job of naming the animals, and, and it was just awesome. It was paradise. They, they ate out of enjoyment, not out of survival, right? I mean, if you can imagine that, just eating because it's, it tastes good, right? And, and it was just this perfect utopia uh, of paradise. And God put two trees in this garden, right? And, and it was the tree of life and the tree of good and evil. And the tree of good and evil is like, God's like, you can eat of any fruit in this paradise, in this garden, except from, from that tree. And if you know the story, uh, Adam and Eve, actually, they take a bite of that fruit. Okay. They take the bite of that fruit. And then what happens is sin and a curse comes upon this earth. This, the curse that is upon the earth currently will not be gone until God destroys the earth. Okay, Uh, in the book of Revelation, it says that God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And the reason why he's going to create a new earth is because we're literally we're living in a cursed earth because of Adam and Eve. And the only way to get rid of that curse is God's just going to create something new. Okay, so that's the end. And so we have this because of Adam and Eve's disobedience. Okay, we're living in uh, a cursed world now. With Adam and Eve, if you look at Scripture, and we're going to look in Scripture in a moment, you see the first thing that happens when, when a curse comes upon this earth, the first thing that they feel, and this is really important to, to what you're going to be writing down on your piece of paper today, the first thing they felt was shame. They had never felt shame before. And it's very interesting to me that that is the very first thing that they felt when sin came into this world, when a curse came upon this earth, the first emotion that they felt was shame. And then their first action based on their shame was to go and hide from God. And so we're going to come back to this subject at the end, but there, there are things in our life that we're shameful for there are things that, are, that maybe our parents or our grandparents or maybe our ancestors have done that we're ashamed of. Maybe there's, there's mistakes that we've made in our life that we're shameful of and that we literally, we try to hide from God or we try to hide from other people or we try to hide them from ourselves. I'm telling you right now today that that, that shame and that hiding is attached to a curse. And that curse needs to be broken today. Okay, let's jump into scripture today. So what happens afterwards? Okay, what happens afterwards? Genesis chapter 3. 
Then the Lord God said to the serpent, now many scholars believe that the serpent could, could stand, had arms and legs, could talk, was an incredibly beautiful creature that God had created. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed. And so there we see that cursed word. More than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And so the curse uh, to the serpent was that now it's, it's, it's on the ground, it's on its belly for the rest of its life. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Okay, let's continue. And so now God is speaking to Eve in this moment, okay? This is the consequence of their sin. This is the consequence of the curse. I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth. And so those of you women that have had children or are going to have children, you know, the pain that you felt, you can thank Eve for that, okay? The pain that you're going to feel, you can thank Eve for that uh, because they were disobedient because they brought sin into this world. Now we have pain, okay? Uh, With sin, with a curse brought pain. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Okay, and and so let's stop there for a moment. So because of our disobedience, because of this curse, one, it brings pain, and two, it brings this, this control issue between relationships, Okay, Adam and Eve had literally a perfect relationship before sin, okay? The moment sin comes in, all of a sudden there is this control issue within the relationship, and every married couple say amen. You can thank Adam and Eve for that. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Okay. And now before in the garden, fruit was abundant. Food was abundant. And it was just based on eating because out of pleasure, it tasted good. Now... The ground is cursed, and God is saying, Adam, you're going to have to work for your food. It's going to be really hard for you now to grow food. Now, now the ground is cursed. And then the last thing that he's cursed with is death. And, and I would say that it's actually not a curse because the other tree that was in the garden, if you read a couple of passage after this passage, it says that the, the tree of life, if Adam and Eve were able to go back into the garden and eat from that tree of life, they would have lived forever. And so that's why God closes off the, the garden. He, he puts angels in, in front of the tree and doesn't let them go back in because you can imagine that it was out of God's grace and mercy, right? They're living in this world now in pain, uh, control issues, uh, the struggle, right? God didn't want them to live forever, okay? And so that's why there's death. The curse of death comes uh, uh, here to, to Adam, okay? So here we see... Because of Adam and Eve's sin, the consequence is that there is now a curse on earth, pain, suffering. This is where we get pain and suffering and struggle from. Let's continue. Let's continue. Next passage, Deuteronomy. 
Deuteronomy 11, 26 through 28, and this is God speaking to his chosen people. And he says this, look, today I am giving you the choice between a blessing and curse. And so God makes it really plain to us today. He says, look, it is your choice whether you want to live in the blessings of God, which are supernatural, or you want to live in the curses from Satan. And he makes it really clear of how you live in both. He says this, you will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord, your God, and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. Now, some of you here today and watching online, you're first generational Christian, which means that you broke the curse of disobedience over your life and the generations to come. And so what God is saying here to his people, he's like, look, you have the choice. I've given you the power. Do you want to live in the blessing of God? Then obey me. Align your will with my will. You want to live in the curse? Then disobey me. Live however you want to live. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Galatians, he tells us in the book of Galatians that we have the power through Jesus to break these curses. Let's read it. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. We are the Gentiles, okay? And so because Jesus goes to the cross, right, he becomes sin, he becomes the curse. He takes all the curses upon himself in that moment and he breaks them through the Holy Spirit. Now because of Jesus's sacrifice, we can literally have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which gives us the power to break the curses and everything that Satan is throwing against us. So that we are believers, so we are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Okay. And so Jesus came to break every curse that is upon us and that it's in this earth. Yes, the earth is cursed, but we don't have to live in the curse. God has given us that choice today. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul says we've given every spiritual gift. If we have the Holy Spirit, we have every spiritual gift to our disposal. Now, sometimes I, I talk to people, and, and I've even said this to, to other people when I was living in the world. I, I would say things like, my sin is my sin. It only affects myself. Okay, and I've had conversation with people who said, well, you know, I do this, but I, I do this by myself. I, it, it only affects me. Okay, that is such a lie from the enemy. Adam and Eve probably thought that too. There's always consequence to our sin. There's always consequence, not just personal consequence, but it always affects other people. It always affects other people. 
So I want to shift gears for a moment here. I want to talk about four ways. We'll give us some practical ways. Four ways curses can be transferred, okay? Four ways curses can be transferred, and this can happen knowingly and unknowingly through our own actions or the actions of others or, or even the actions of our ancestors, okay? The first way that a curse can be uh, transferred, number one, is words that are spoken, Words that are spoken. Proverbs 18, 21 says this. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Our words bring life and death. And this is how curses are transferred. Now, we'll get into this in a moment, okay? There's been words spoken over many of you when you were children that have brought death upon your life. And it's literally grafted into your identity. And Jesus wants to break that curse today. This is the most common way curses are are brought upon us, are, are words that are spoken. And we just need, guys, we need to protect the words that come out of our mouths and, and how we, we talk to our spouse and, and how we talk to our children and, and how we talk to our co-workers and, and how we talk to strangers because there literally is the power of life and death in our tongue. This is how curses come upon us, and this is how curses are broken. Number two, the second way uh, curses can be transferred, curses can be transferred, words that are written down. Words that are written down. And we're, uh, today, that's why we're writing down those curses today, okay? We're going to reverse the curse off of our lives today. We're going to write those curses down, and we're going to stick them to the cross and say, in Jesus' name, they are broken, and we're going to leave them there on the cross, amen? So we're going to reverse the curse today with this action by writing down the curse Number three, number three, the third way that curses can be transferred, words that are pronounced inwardly. This internal dialogue that we have with ourselves. And, and many times it, 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 it surfaces, it's triggered by things that happen in our life. Maybe, maybe you, uh, you get demoted at work or you get fired at work or, or, or something happens that it was your fault and this internal dialogue starts to, to kick up in your heart, in your mind, that, that, that you're a loser, that you'll never be, uh, you know, you'll never be good enough. And this, this internal negative dialogue starts to kick up and, and it draws you into a, a dark place of depression. And, and it's because you're literally living under a curse. And every time something happens and you have this negative internal dialogue going on, in your heart, you are giving place to the devil in that area, whatever that area is. And here's the thing, as I was processing through this through the week, God brought some things up in me. And so you can, you, God can have 99% of your life, but there can be 1% that is just kind of under this curse where, where, where Satan has a foothold in that area of your life. And as your pastor I want, us to, I want God to have everything. 
I don't want there to be any foothold that Satan can get in and start whispering lies that we're not good enough, that, that we're never going to be successful. And, and, and this is what happens when we allow the, the words, this, these words of death to graft themselves to our identity. And when something bad happens, all of a sudden this internal dialogue starts to kick up and it keeps us in this dark, depressed place. Number four, and I'm just going to let you know right now, this is the weirdest one, okay? This one's weird, okay? Through objects. Through objects, okay? There can be things that could be in your home that are cursed, that are messing with your family, that are messing with your marriage, and I know this is weird, okay? This is weird, but I'll give you a biblical basis for this. Uh, I'm going to give you two personal stories. The first story, I listened to this pastor uh, who, who was talking about curses, and, and he just said, man, God just began to mess with me about it in my own life. And the Lord literally said, I, I need you to go into your house. There, there is an object in your house that is cursed. And he had these <clears throat> four dragons in his home that he got from his great-grandfather who <clears throat> fought in the Vietnam War, and he brought them over with them. And these, these dragons were literally cursed and were bringing a curse on his home and on his health and on his marriage. And the Lord says, you need to throw these out. And so he threw them out, even though he was attached to them because they were from grandpa and grandpa had passed away. And this is only like he felt attached to it. He, he did it anyways. And he said this, he said, literally the next day, God began to open up doors of blessing. He, he specifically financial blessing in my life when I got rid of the thing that was cursed in my home. <clears throat> So let's look at scripture. What does scripture say about this, okay? So if you look in the Old Testament and, and some in the New Testament, you see these things called idols, right? That they, they would make out of gold or wood or stone or some type of metal, right? And, and on the surface, this, this seems really stupid, right? Like, like, why would you talk to a piece of wood? Why would you talk to a piece uh, of gold that, or wood that did you made yourself or you had someone make? Like, why would you talk to that, right? Like, like, why would you pray to that? Well, they actually didn't believe that the piece of wood or the piece of gold or the piece of metal had any power. What they would do is they would ask a spirit, and we know this, this is a demonic spirit, this is an evil spirit, and their hopes would that this false god would attach itself to this item, and, and, and because it would attach itself to the item, it was that spirit, it was that god that would give them wealth and health and bless their crops and bless their family and all of that. We see this in the Old Testament where the Babylonians used to build these ziggurats, these, these, these big structures, and their hope was that a false god, okay, a demonic spirit, a, a, a dark presence would, would live in that ziggurat and would bless their land and give them prosperity. That's literally what uh, the people at Babylon were doing. The people of Babel, they were building a tower to God that a, that a false god would live in that ziggurat and bless their land. And so they actually didn't believe that the piece of wood would, would bless them. It was the spirit. It was the God that it would attach itself to that, that they would pray to in, in, in hopes that it would bless their life and make their life better. Okay. So the Israelites all throughout the Old Testament, they would <clears throat> take over uh, 
different tribes, and, and the Canaanites were one of them. And, and in this story, in the book of Leviticus, they literally, they take over everything. God says, kill everybody. And, and what they would do, the Canaanites, what they would do, uh, they had idols. And, and so the idols wouldn't be discovered. They would put them in the walls of their home. They would put them in the walls of their home. Sometimes they would, they would, they would hide them, okay, so they wouldn't be destroyed, okay? And, and, and so we see this in Leviticus. It's a very weird scripture, okay? But it shows us that things can have curses on them and can affect your life. And it's interesting because if it was a construction issue, okay, with these homes that had these hidden idols in them, if it was a construction issue, they would have sent the construction workers in. They would, they would have sent the carpenters in and said, instead, they send the priest in. Leviticus 14, 37 through 38. Let's look at it. Then the priest will go in and examine the mildew on the walls. Okay. The pri- they send the priest in. Okay. If he finds greenish or reddish streaks, okay, this is not normal, okay, this is not normal, or reddish streaks, and and the contamination appears to go deeper than the wall's surface, the priest will step outside the door and put the house in quarantine, there's a word we know, quarantine (laughs) for seven days, for seven days. And so they would go in and they would see this greenish, reddish stuff on the wall. And they were like, okay, this has got some issues. Let's let's close it up for seven days. Let's not let anybody uh, go inside, right? We'll we'll pray. We'll ask God to reveal if there's something more in there. And so after the seven days, they would go in. And if this greenish, red stuff was still there, then they would send in the carpenters. Then they would send in the construction team. And they would literally cut everything out, that, that, that mold, that mill do that, that green red stuff, they would cut the whole wall out and they would burn it. And they would literally rebuild a whole new wall. Now, if they would go in and that greenish red stuff was gone and it was just mold, and then they would just scrape the mold off and they would just do uh, a brand new, uh, just an interior or interior finish. And so here in scripture, we can see that objects can be cursed. And it was a big deal to the point where they literally wouldn't let anybody go in this house until they were sure what they were dealing with. Now, I am not coming to your house this afternoon, everybody's house this afternoon. Okay, and point stuff out in your house. Okay, you have the Holy Spirit that is living inside of you. Okay. This afternoon, all of you, okay, this is a couple of all of you need to go home and you need to ask the Holy Spirit, God, is there anything in my home that's been cursed? Is there anything in my home that, that is giving access to Satan to ravage me, my, my family, my finances? Is there anything? And you need to be obedient no matter what that thing is to throw it out, to throw it out. Don and I, we had a uh, we had a friend who was coming out of a sketchy past with some new age stuff and, and some occultish stuff, and, and um, he was coming out of that, and he couldn't sleep. He was being ravaged by nightmares and, and just horrific dreams, and, and it was just it was messing with his life really, really bad. 
And so he asked us to come over and, and he's like, man, can you, can you just come over and pray over my house? And so Don and I went and there were certain objects in his home from his past, from his past experience before he was, you know, before he was a Christian that were still in his home. And I specifically remember this Native American painting that, that was in his home and I could not walk past it without feeling sketchy. Okay. There was just a, there was just an uncomfortable feeling about this native American picture. And I'm like, dude, that picture is bad. You need to throw it out. And so now he threw that thing out. And there was a couple other things, uh, some trinkets, some crystals, some other things from, uh, you know, his, his formal spiritual life. I'm like, you need to throw those out. And so he did. And the next night, the very next night, he slept like a baby, no dreams, no, you know, no, no, nightmares. And it was literally those things were giving access to, to demons in his home to mess with his sleep. And so uh, these, these, I, I know it's a weird one, but man, curses can attach themselves. Demonic spirits can attach themselves to certain objects in our home and, and knowingly or unknowingly, these things can be in your house. And so I want to encourage you today, this afternoon after the barbecue, uh, this afternoon to just pray. If you're married, man, pray with your spouse. And if you got kids, pray with your kids and ask them, hey, does anything make you feel uncomfortable? Does anything in this home, you, you know, give you the heebie-jeebies or something? You know what I mean? Like, just like, is, do you feel something? Because the Holy Spirit's going to say, man, that thing, is cursed. That thing is, is giving access uh, to demons to your home, okay? Now listen, we've got the power through the Holy Spirit to throw these things out, to, to break these curses off of our homes and off of our marriages and off of our lives. And listen, I know this is a deep, deep message today, okay? I know this is a deep message today, but I want you to go on the offense in your life. I want you to have everything. I want you to live in the blessing. We're getting rid of the curses so we can live in the blessing, amen? So we can experience all that God has in store for our lives. Okay, let's go back to shame and hiding, okay? Let's go back to shame and hiding. And Maybe you've been writing some things down that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. Um, this is the time to do it, to get ready, to start doing that. Or you can wait till you come down here and, and write it at the cross. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd open our hearts and minds right now. We give you access right now. We bind and rebuke Satan and the, the, the father of lies right now. In Jesus' name. There's, there's, <clears throat> I'm not going to be specific today, okay? There, there's, there's someone today or, or a group of people today <clears throat> that were, you, you were verbally abused as a child. Maybe you were sexually abused. Maybe you were physically abused as a child and you've never forgiven your, your dad or, or uh, your parents for that. And, and you are struggling you struggle having an, a healthy communication with your spouse and with your kids. And it's literally because you never had a good example because you were abused. You need to write that abuse down on the piece of paper, okay? And you need to write the person 
that brought that curse upon you, okay? Because this is what happens. We write that curse down. By writing that curse down, we're reversing the curse, right? We're gonna put it on the cross. We're gonna give it to Jesus, which will reverse that curse. But then we need to seal it, okay? And the way we seal it is through forgiveness. We have to forgive that person today or people today that have brought that curse upon us because that is literally what seals it and doesn't let Satan get back in. And so we write that curse down. We reverse the curse into a blessing and then we forgive that person. We write that person's name down that brought that curse upon us. There's someone here today and statistically, this is true. One in four women in this room today have had an abortion or multiple abortions. And you've been living in that shame. You've been hiding that. And God says, I want that shame today. I want you to write it down. And I want you to write your own name down today because you need to forgive yourself from that thing that you did years ago because Jesus has already forgiven you. You need to give God that shame today. You need to reverse the curse on your life and start living free. There's someone here today that you've been you've been hurt from from a church, from a pastor. They've they abused you, and there's just this there's this curse that's a, that's upon you, and, and I can't explain it, but it's really hard for you to 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 get rooted and, and to really just give all to God that you have because you have this past abuse, you have this past pain that's attached to a pastor or or, or a church. And today God says, I need you to write that abuse down. Maybe it's verbal abuse, maybe it was spiritual abuse, maybe it was sexual abuse, whatever it is. You need to write that down and you need to write that person's name down, that church name down. You need to give it to Jesus. He wants to reverse the curse. He wants to lift the shame. He wants to lift the hiding. He wants that area of your life. There's someone here today who your father was an alcoholic and maybe grandpa was an alcoholic and and here's the thing you need to try to go back as far as you can because curses can be passed on from one generation to the next generation uh, scripture shows us that and, and for me I don't know anything past great grandpa okay and, and and so go back as far as you 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 can and, and there's someone here today alcoholism is passed passed down from generation to generation you've broken it but there's there's a worry in your heart today there, there's just this worry that that that's going to be passed down to your children. Jesus says today, if you will write it down, it will be broken. And it will not be passed on to your children today. There's, there's parents here today of adult children who are not serving the Lord. And you have blamed yourself for it. You've, you, you, you're living in regret. You're living in the shame of that because they're not serving the Lord today. You need to write that down today, the regret of parenting. You, you need to write your kid's name down, names down today because Jesus says, I want that shame. It is not your fault. I got your kids. I, I got it under control. You need to stop hiding that from God. There's someone in here today that 
someone has taken their own life and you blame yourself for that. And they hurt you so bad that you blame them. It's just this place where, man, you're just, you feel ashamed and you're hiding. And Jesus says, it's not your fault. Holy Spirit says, it's not your fault. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming them. You need to write that. You need to write suicide down on a piece of paper today. And you need to forgive yourself. There's, there's, Man, some of you are living in the curse of poverty today, of debt. Man, you haven't ever had a healthy expectation of finances, and so you just keep getting debt, debt, and debt. And the Lord says you're living in a curse of poverty, and you need to break that today. You need to write that name down. Whoever, whoever, wherever that curse came from, you need to put their name down. In Jesus' name, that curse is going to be reversed today. Someone in here has been bullied as a, as a teenager and, and, it's, and it's stuck with you. You need to forgive whoever the bully was or who did the bullying today. God wants to reverse that shame off of you today. He wants you to come out of hiding today. Listen, many times the, the curse that's on us is attached to shame. Maybe someone here today that you, you, you come from a family that's divorced and, and you're in this place where you, you don't think you can ever have a healthy relationship and, and there's just this fear and anxiety that just lives in you and, and you self-destruct every single relationship that God is bringing and, and he says I want that shame I, I, I want I want you to know that God's got a healthy, healthy uh, relationships that he wants to bring, friendships and, and a future spouse uh, to your life today. And some of you have dealt with affirmity. Some of you have dealt with sickness. And I'm just not talking once in a while sickness. I'm talking about a lot of sickness. Like you get sick all of the time. There's a curse attached to your health. And Jesus says, I want that shame. I want your your." I want that today and I want to make you healthy. I want to heal you today. I want to break that curse off of your uh, health today. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and just stand to our feet if you can. Holy Spirit, I just have your way right now in Jesus' name. God, have your way speak to to curses that we know about that that we've brought upon ourselves but unknowingly curses that 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 have been drifting down from some have been five six ten twenty generations holy spirit speak to that right now in jesus name let us write that on a piece of paper let's forgive whoever we need to forgive right now in jesus name i pray in the power of the holy spirit that we would be curse free today as we walk out of this place as we we put things on the cross as we come to the altar, as we get prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'm going to be the first one to go. In Jesus' name, this curse is broken.